Thank you all for listening to this three-part special edition of the Beyond the Post podcast. I'm your host, Trent Bowden. On Sunday the 12th of January 2020, the Hull Kingston Rovers travelled west on the M62 for their first pre-season friendly fixture against Wakefield Trinity. The team was fresh off an important few months that saw the integration of 20 new signings as well as head coach Tony Smith taking the reins for his first pre-season with the club. Hopping off the bus at Mobile Rocket Stadium, players, staff and fans alike had no idea that the events that were about to unfold would leave a lasting impression on them all. It's never sort of a, a good sort of uh, way to start this sort of... These, these, questions, these questions, but... Um, it's all good, my bro. No, and the, the, uh, the day, uh, the, the trial against Wakefield, what, the, what do you sort of remember from it prior to the game, at the game... What were you? What was yeah? Yeah, it was. Um, it was a it was a good lead up to the game. Um, you know, the normal get on the bus, um, and play a few cards, you know, card games. You know, it was a trial. Everyone's quite relaxed. So, um, yeah. you know, getting to yeah, and then getting into Wakefield. You know, it was a good vibe. You know, everyone was. Uh, you know, everyone's mindset was like. Yeah, uh, can't wait to play because we just, you know, did six weeks of, you know, pre-seasons. Uh, so everyone was uh, rearing to go. So, um, you know, um, you know, leading up to the game, it was, um, it was, a, you know, it was, a, it was a really good vibe. And being a troll too, we we had the whole squad there, um, all thirty-one of them, uh, 30, 31. Um, from the kickoff, yeah. um, what what sort of what do you remember? Um, I think you know. Oh yeah, we kicked off, um, and then um, we had pretty much uh, had a set, and then they um, then they got a penalty. Um, so then we um, we come down, they kicked it down, and we they come down to our line, and um, you know had it. Had to D up our line, and um, that's pretty much yeah. When the when the incident happened, um, I tried to come across and I uh, just missed him in, in a tackle, which which led to uh, my neck injury. And is that? Can you remember lying on the ground there, like? Yeah, I know. I kind of remember. It's it's funny because I think I always remember that moment now. Like, and um, looking back at it, I um, because I missed him and uh, my neck went into hyperextension, which, um, by my understanding, which the doctors were telling telling me, uh, I um, tore like a ligament in my neck, which um, yeah, uh, and then um. On the way down, it it tore another ligament in the in the back of my neck, and then when I landed, it just my neck compressed, and then um, because of the compression, all the blood went up into that part, which um, you know blocked the spinal cord, and then it stopped the signals from um, from going through. But at the time, I just thought I knocked myself out. <laughs> I was yeah. just lying down, lying there looking. Because I was looking directly at the bench and I was going, oh, I just knocked myself out. And then I 
closed my eyes. Then I um, was thinking, oh, well, if I just keep my eyes closed for a little bit, then um, open them. Oh, uh, I'll be sweet. And then I opened them. And I just, I couldn't feel my legs at the time. And I was going, what's wrong with my legs? And I just thought it was part of the, you know, they'll, they'll come back, you know. Yeah. So, that, you know, like um, you you might get some kind of, um, what do you call it, pins and needles sensation go back to your legs. And then they just didn't come. And then I, I just remember just lying there going, oh, must, this must be really bad. And I just, I remember saying, to, I remember, I remember, I remember saying to Wella, "Bro, I can't feel my legs." Like he come over, I said, "Bro, yeah. I can't feel my legs. This, this, this must be really bad." And then, um, yeah, and then uh, um, it's lucky, it's lucky you guys were there quickly, and you know, got me in that neck thing straight away, which is, um, I think, I was think that's like the biggest thing that's helped with my recovery was like knowing what happened straight away and dealing with it straight away so that that's what's that's what I feel like you know it's helped me out heaps because if we um, if we didn't have that uh, what you call it again that board there and you guys all knew what to do if, uh, it could have been a totally different story if, if it was um, um if you try to move me a different way with my neck being like that. So thanks, uh, bro. <laughs> oh, mate, don't, 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 don't say anything like that. I mean, like it's, it's obviously something that um, uh, when we sort of, um, we train each year to, to do medical situations on the field, it's always a scenario that you go through. But, mate, I tell you, nothing can train you for what it's actually going to be like when you're there. But, I mean, we unfortunately we we do those sorts of manoeuvres a couple of times a year for different players who do not themselves out. And, and all I can say from my memory was just 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 how calm you were out there and, and and chatting to us and obviously all this with all this going on and and the commotion. I mean, I I know on behalf of the medical staff here, all the Wakefield staff helped us out immensely. They were they were brilliant through it all. Um, so it was obviously a, a team effort, but. Yeah, like uh, I've seen players who who do sort of go into into shock and who who uh, react differently. But yeah, you were just yourself out there, mate. <laughs> Even when we brought you into the uh, the medical room from more yeah. reports, yeah. Where where at what no, point? Yeah, what, at what point then did you did you think, hang on? This is this might not be sort of. An injury I can just get up from. Um, yeah, when when you guys took me into that room, and then it was just me, Carissa, and the doc, and yeah. Sue. Um, yeah, I said to Carissa, "All right, pinch, pinch me as hard as you can." I still got the pinch mark. So pinch me as hard as you can on my yeah. leg, and then she pinched me like she she had a good thing, and then I was like, I can't feel it. And I said, pinch me like on my my thigh as well. She pinched me aside, and I couldn't feel anything. And that, and at that time, I just thought, bloody hell, this is this is pretty bad. And that's probably the, that's the only time I really had a moment and a couple of tears. I was just sitting across and then this is this is this one's going to be bad. I just yeah. had that feeling, and then yeah. 
And then I just pretty much after that, I was just like, oh, well, got to get over it, man. It's, you know, can't <laughs> can't cry over spilled milk, man. Jeez. And um, yeah, yeah. What, what's done is done. Yeah. <laughs> that early on to sort of have that mindset is unbelievable, mate. And, uh, <sighs> Uh, and then, well, then from there, you, you go to Leeds uh, General Infirmary, and 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 a, and a few of us then catch up with you there. And that that was a series of events in itself, sort of when when everything became sort of reality and decisions had to be made and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, they said, yeah, you never stopped. To sort of feel sorry for yourself. You just you just cracked on with it with. Uh, Obviously, with what the specialist was recommending that night and all that, and um, can you remember no, that? Definitely. Remember that? Yeah, that yeah, I remember everything. Yeah, when it was funny when we were going in there, um, uh, with uh, yeah, I was just going, oh man, I just need to get in as quick as possible, get get the surgery done, and yeah, well, that that's what happened. Um, it was I had a, a surgeon come down, we we had the scans, and he. It was funny because um, one um, one doctor come back after the scans. We, we don't know who it is, and they came back and they said he should be fine. He should be sweet. Everything, everything. The scans come back sweet, and everyone was going cheering, going yeah, sweet. And then the the, the specialist come down and told, told us the to- total opposite, and just said, you know, I need to get this guy in there now because. Uh, we need to get rid of the swelling and got to fix his yeah. neck. And the, the quicker we do that, the probably the, the better his recovery would be. And so, yeah, the specialist pretty pretty much came down, and even he was he he took me up. And um, it was funny. The nurse thought he was um, one of those uh, those people, uh, you know, the people that take you because he, yeah. he looked quite young. <laughs> he yeah. looked quite young. So um, the nurse was bossing him around, but didn't know that he was the specialist. He was the guy in charge. Yeah, he's the guy in charge. Yeah, no. and that's, I, I've heard that too. I heard that even he just he got on board and and, and pushed you and 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 just got yeah. you straight into into the theatre, which is which is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that those every everything went to plan, you know, um, and it yeah. went quick. And then uh, you know, I really I I feel like that was the biggest thing for my recovery was that everything was done quickly and it was done professionally um, yeah. because um, even even an extra hour or a couple of hours, you know, that, um, you know, blocking those signals in my neck, um, yeah, could, could have done a lot more damage than what it was today. So, yeah, I'm grateful that it all went, all went to plan. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you then – Proceed to have sort of four days in that intensive care uh, yeah. unit, which which would have been just eye opening in itself, mate. Um, yeah, no, that that was it. Um, you know, I woke up after my surgery, and um, you know, uh, I um, you know, I, I looked over to because um, I was in a room of a bay of I think six people, but uh, I could just it was you know I was just all up. I was in, in in a bit of a haze, but I noticed that, you know, when I was actually in, when I first came in, there one person come in, they had a, they had a, they got stabbed in the neck or something, poor young girl. Yeah. And I think when I woke up, I think 
the poor young girl, rest her soul, um, she passed away. So it was a massive eye-opener for me. A lot of lessons that I learned there, I was just going, far. I can't lie here and, you know, feel sorry for myself when this, uh, you know, this this poor young person has lost their life. And um, it was was just, yeah, it was a massive eye-opener. And I was just going, far. I just got to, you know, as long as your mind's strong, you'll be sweet. So, um, it's incredible, yeah. right? Uh, and that's sort of during that that sort of time. There was obviously you started your your active treatment on on um, trying to regain feeling and all that, and you you made some leaps and bounds, didn't you, over those next few days? Yeah. Um, as soon as I woke up um, from the, the next morning, I was just got wires coming out of everywhere. And I could just 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 kind of um, use my wrist. And yeah. I was just going, bro, this is mad. This is awesome. I couldn't – I had no control of anything when I went in. I couldn't move anything. I only shrugged my shoulders. And because my head was stuck in that spinal board, I didn't even know if I could move my head. <laughs> yeah. So um, – what do you call it again? As soon as um, um, I woke up and I had a little bit of movement to my head and my wrist, I was going, oh, sweet. At least I know my arms will be able to work because, yeah, it's like the furthest part where your nerves go to, like your wrist or the next place, like your fingertips and stuff. So um, just knowing that, I was going, oh, sweet. I've, I've got some kind of movement. There's hope yeah. there, so. Um, yeah, so those four days in um, the intensive care was 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 a massive eye opener. But then um, I was so I was stoked to be um, to go to Pinnafields because uh, I knew that they were the one of the best um, spinal units in um, in the country. So I was yeah I was stoked to be going there. Well, I mean, yeah, you mentioned it there. You, um, I think it was on the 16th, I believe, January. That's when you moved over. I remember um, yeah. a few of us, a couple of players as well, were, were going to visit you that day and, and uh, just being told by Sue, or oh, hold off, we might be getting moved. And, and uh, obviously that's all of us were just stoked, the fact that you were moving on to a, another part of your treatment. Uh, but yeah. just sort of waiting there at the entrance and then next minute, this bed just rolls out. And there's there's big boss <laughs> going past us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, no. we'll follow you. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was so stoked because um, you know as much as uh, Leeds was awesome, but you know it wasn't a specialised spinal unit where I was in. I was just in ICU, the highest kind of care. Yeah. But you know that, that was, <laughs> it was funny when we were in there. I always laugh about this with a couple of. The boys, I was going. They gave me like a button to push, to to buzz for the nurse, but I couldn't move my hands <laughs> or, <laughs> move, or, or move my fingers. And then they gave me like a cup of water, yeah. But like <laughs> I couldn't pick up the cup, <laughs> so I was just going, "Wow, oh, this yeah. is." Yeah, I was like, "Get me into Pinderfields." It, it was not their fault. Yeah, it's just the norm, you know. Like it yeah, was like exactly, a normal yeah. ICU. Yeah. Yeah, they were always around every like hour or stuff, but they, 
they didn't specialize in you know spinal um, yeah, yeah. recovery so i was just i was just cracking up when they gave me a buzzer of um, pain relief but i couldn't push it as well so so whenever all you boys and stuff would come in yeah uh, i'll be like oh can you give me a drink of water and that was a good thing because you guys were always in there yeah and then i'll push my or push push my um my uh what you call it again my painkiller button and uh give me some water so but that was that was funny that that was funny the first four days because i was just like oh i can't yeah. yeah they gave me all these things but i couldn't move anything to to use it so I had, to, I had to rely on you guys to um, to do it for me. <laughs> and I suppose that's something as well that you, you've never been short sort of of, of someone there. Uh, I know that was something that we all just, all the club sort of tried to coordinate because all the boys wanted to see you uh, and they ended up nah, all yeah. coming in their own time, which was good. Nah, yeah, it was awesome, man. Uh, all the way up to when um, pretty much the coronavirus stopped people coming in I think I always had always had someone from the club or one of the bros in there you know just coming to sit down with me because I was lying on my back so it was um it was a long it was a long it was long days without without the boys there just having a laugh but yeah as soon as I got into spine into the spinal unit in the in the fields like like I said before, with the release, they had a they had a button, you know, a, you know, they they had everything that spinal, you know, people needed, like um, like a head button, you know, like you can just knock it with your head, and then that would yeah. buzz, like you know, like the the nurses, and then they had like a big tube, um, which was over my mouth because I couldn't move at the time, which would which allowed me to you know get water and stuff, so. Everything in that unit was all, you know, specialised for people with um, spinal injuries. So, yeah, I was so stoked to be in there and uh, be able to um, to get the care. You were uh, uh, start my rehab. Yeah, on arrival though, you were you were sort of met with that um, that message from the specialist there that he wanted you to lie sort of on your back for a prolonged period of yeah. time. Is that something that you that you, you you try and argue against, or were you sort of on board from day one? Just look, if it's going to make me better, I'll do anything. Right, like yeah, like I said, if it's going to make me better, that was my mindset. Because yeah. at that time, I, I went from from the field, had the proper, you know, care from the field to the surgery. Had a bit of a flicker in my my wrist, so I just thought, "Fuck, you guys." If if everything was going, everything was on a positive, you know, like it was everything was moving forward. Yeah. So I was just said, "Mate, um, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes or whatever you guys think." Then, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. So, yeah, when he said to me, "You got to lie flat for six weeks," at first I was going, "Oh, it's gonna be a long six weeks," but he. Pretty much, it went it went that quick because one one I had a lot of visitors like all the new boys coming in and everyone from the club, um, and then uh, and they had a lot. I was still doing physio in bed, but just lying on my back, or, or um, my physio Dean would be coming coming in and um, just moving my legs around. Even though 
they couldn't move. He'll just he'll keep them moving or stretching the arms and you, and you guys coming in giving my arms legs massages and stuff. So just just trying to get that blood flow going and getting those um those those nerves and stuff activating. So um yeah that was massive. Uh, that was sort of uh, when you moved. That was that coincided at the time that Tony um, had that press conference to announce you and Weller co-captains, um, as well as basically I think give the give the general public the first actual insight to how serious everything was. Um, how did you? What was the response to that from from you? Did you? Uh, well, firstly, co-captaincy was that something that you knew was happening or? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tony came to me the week before and asked me, "Oh, do you, you know?" And I never in my life I thought I'd be a captain. I've always been that joke around training, and um, you know, I'm always there, the morale booster. <laughs> but um, you know, I was quite surprised at the time, and I sat down with my missus, and he 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 said to me, "Oh, you know, go home, talk to your missus about it, because I know it's a big." You know, some people are just not built for it, and and um, come back to them. And and uh, and I just remember when when we came back, and I said to said to my missus, "Oh, what do you think?" And she was like, "Oh, it's a good idea. It'll um, help you with your game." And I said, "Well, yeah, because I because I always feel like I'm responsible for the for the bros and try to look out for them." So I said, "Oh, oh, that'll be good for me at this time of my career." To, uh, to be, you know, like a co-captain, and uh, especially when with Weller too, he had, yeah, you know, he's he's a good leader, and so I was just there pretty much to be the the morale booster captain, and uh, Weller's got a strong head on him, and he, uh, he 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 talks a lot of sense, so I was just there to back him up. So uh, yeah. it, um, it, it would have been awesome to to, to do it together. But um, you know, just just wasn't wasn't meant to be for me at the time. Uh, but yeah, I was stoked with the the opportunity that um uh, that Tony 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 gave me. And uh, and he utilised you a number of occasions, sort of after that, um, sort of sending messages to the players uh, and and back and forth. So that was. That was obviously something that was really touching for the boys. That was your way of sort of communicating with them. Yeah, um, I just always just thought, for, you know, the boys were always, like I said, they were always there for me. Um, you know, like uh, being in the hospital, there was never any moment where I was alone, really. So that was that was the the least I could do was. Uh, because I could see a lot of worry, and uh, especially in the young boys, um, old young Mikey, and uh, they would come in, and I could just—you you could just tell how worried they were. And I just didn't want them to feel, yeah. And um, you know, and because uh, I, I knew that I would be all right. I don't know. I was all strong in my mind, yeah. And so I just said, um, hey, "I'll be sweet." So sending those messages was. And to the bros was more to, to tell them, hey, I'll, I'll be all right," um, and uh, that they can press on with the season. And you know, 
do what that that I know what they they can do. So that was pretty much um, what I what I could do for them. And this was sort of also the time where, like I said, the uh, general public finally found out the extent of what was going on. Did you? How was the response to that from from all the fans and and the rugby league community worldwide? Oh, massive, massive. I, I didn't know notice how big it was until really I um, until I sat up. But at the time, because I was just lying there, I uh, just had a lot of I couldn't I couldn't even move my neck side to side really. Um, yeah, I um, you know they um, even people were coming into Pinderfields, sending letters. Um, even um, I think this uh, cl- class of kids uh, wrote me all letters in Samoan. Uh, oh, wow. So, which was pretty cool. And uh, Chris, I read them all to me. Uh, yeah, so um, the support was massive. Massive, everyone. Uh, like the rugby league community was just come out and everyone was just, just there to support me and my family, which is massive. Um, it's, it's, Still getting all the support today, so uh, that was uh, 16 weeks ago. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're truly grateful for the, for all the support. You know, everyone, the rugby league community, but saying that just everyone really, just people, yeah. people, people coming out from uh, they don't even watch rugby league, and you know, they just come. You show the support for me and my family, um, people that are in worse situations than myself, uh, supporting my family is just that that's a big eye opener for me. Um, you know, a lot of people in worse situations than, than us, and that, that they're there to, to lend a helping hand. And um, yeah, yeah, that's massive. That's amazing. That, uh, did you get to see at this stage the season had started? Um, did you get to sort of see any footage of of how KR started the season? And yeah, um, you know the you know before this, I never really used to watch a like a like like rugby. Never yeah, used to watch a, you know the games, but I got that excited. I was just I had to even listen to it on the radio if I couldn't yeah. get the game on. On the footage, I, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll listen to it on the radio, Chris, and then Chris will set me up afterwards, and I'll watch it on the, watch the replay. So yep. it pretty much turned into a player, into a into a fan, pretty much <laughs> a fan, supporter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, that, that that round one game, uh, we're up against Wakefield again uh, at home, and I can yeah. tell you that that was a, just a surreal experience when. Um, uh, obviously, we're getting the win, getting the victory. Um, yeah, and then having sort of a message from you to the crowd before the game was just surreal. No, yeah, it was awesome, man. Father, our you know, our supporters are the best in uh, in the world. You know, yeah. they're, uh, they're passionate. You know, they're all f- from Hull. They're all from the area. And they, um, yeah, that was the least I could do for them and send a message of 
you know, just how grateful I, I was for the their support. So, um, did you um was, did you did did you see those mossy masks that they brought out for the derby? <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. Well, yeah. it's, it's funny because we, my missus, I said to my because one of the things that I can't really use at the moment is my hands, my hand, yeah. so I can't do my own hair or brush my hair and I can brush it, but I can't put it up in a ponytail and stuff. And I said, Oh, fine, let's just shave it off. And then the missus was like, you can't shave it off now. They've got all those masks with all your hair <laughs> and your beard. <laughs> and I was going, Oh yeah, true. So my missus is to, um, she does my hair and um, she brushes my hair and puts it up in a ponytail and stuff. So um, yeah, she, she's the one who told me not to. So, yeah, I was like, oh, just yeah, because well, of because of the masks, you pretty much said, yeah, gotta leave it now. So, well, wow. <laughs> well, um, so you, you you had your time, um, obviously being on your back, and that that would have uh, the I can't imagine what that would have been like. You, you finally then had that chance to finally sit up on the edge of the bed. How was that? What was that feeling like? Oh. Man, it was the weirdest feeling ever. It was like I was, um, well, I was drunk when they were sitting me up because lying on your back for that six weeks, your body just gets used to uh, pumping blood up and down. Yeah. It keeps blood pressure high. Yep. And as soon as you get set up, oh, all, all the your blood pressure just drops. And when that drops, oh, my God, you just feel like you're going to mm-hmm. faint. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so that, that yeah, the first maybe week, yeah, first week, oh, probably two weeks. First two weeks was just that feeling of wanting to faint, getting set up. It was, it was, it was weird. You know, I was, I was stoked to sit up, but then probably um, twenty minutes later, you feel, oh god, I might, might, might faint here. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the whole Kingston Rovers staff share their stories. Team Dr. Gemma Phillips, team manager Sue Thompson, and assistant coach Willie Poaching. Hey Mossy, I hope you're well and enjoying the comfort of your own home. Trent asked me to put a little message together and it's quite hard to keep it short, but you know, fundamentally, like I've said to you, you time and time again, you're an absolute inspiration. Um, and I, and I think your approach to what happened since that day in January will shape, you know, how I, I carry myself through my own life going forward and, and not just through work. <laughs> I'll never forget how selfless you were. You know, you're lying there, on, you know, on your back, on a stretcher in the cold of Wakefield. You know, you can't move your arms and your legs and your concern is primarily with, you know, with the people carrying your stretcher because you're not particularly light. and. Another time was when you were there and I was offering you a drink in that Wakefield medical room and you told me, <laughs> you reminded me of, of my job saying, you know, I might be going for surgery, doc. I think I've broken my neck. Can you, I, I need to stay nil by mouth. And, you know, in moments where, you know, again, in, in A&E and recess and you'd just been told you'd never be able to walk again. And, you know, your first thing was, you know, you know, it's only up, it's only up from here for me, doc. And, you know, we need to think of people like, Rob and, and make sure we show our concern to other people. You know, again, you've been an inspiration, both you, Carissa, and the girls. You've handled what could be a really testing time um, so well. And it's been an absolute privilege to be part of that journey with you. Um, 
the lockdown's obviously hampered how much you know we can see each other. I'm really looking forward to it being over um, to be able to say hi to you and the whole family and, and hopefully the little boy who's who's going to keep you company fighting off all that estrogen in the household. So I hope you're keeping well. I hope you're ho- keeping well at home and the, you know it's it's not too chaotic being back in the family environment. Sending lots of love. Hi, Mossy. Um, I just wanted to say you've been an absolute inspiration to everyone from the horrific day of the injury. Always been more worried about everybody else around you rather than yourself, even whilst you were in intensive care. And I'll never forget seeing a couple of the players coming in to see you a few days after the injury. In fact, you were still in LGI in the intensive care unit. And I'm both being absolutely as white as sheets, not knowing what to expect and what to actually say to you. But you being you, just put them both at ease as soon as they actually entered the intensive care unit to see you. Um, Even when you were told that you had to be laid flat for six weeks when we actually uh, got you transferred across to Pinderfields, it was just like, well, it is what it is, let's just get on with it. And you did. Um, also from the day that the first sat you up in Pinderfields, even though you kept going dizzy with all the blood running straight up to your, up to your head, um, you've never looked back and you've continued to strive with your recovery. I know you'll continue uh, moving forward, especially now at home with the family, um, and not too much longer before you'll be able to hold that lovely little boy. Carissa, Evie, Marla and Benson have all been very, very strong through this and I was just glad that I could be there to support you all. Lastly, I just want to say the social distancing visit to mine last week was absolutely brilliant and thank you for the gin. You know me far too well. Cheers, Mossy. I'll see you soon, love. Hey, Mossy. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you, Trent, for asking me to, to do this. Um, just a quick message for you, Moss. Uh, I've not spoken to you for a couple of weeks, but I hope things are going well at home. And uh, I just wanted to say that uh, throughout this journey from the outset, and if you can call it a journey, um, you know, from the moment you were injured at Wakey to, to the hospital that night, um, understanding the fears and seeing what was going on to then see you just front up to what was in front of you and just have this optimism and this positivity about you was amazing to see and as I say they probably started the second day or just after you had your operation you thought alright this is going to be it and you know to see the situation you were in and your mindset from then on but then to see you maintain that mindset and that positivity all the way through it was just so inspiring um, for us all that came to visit you and were able to see you over that time that you were in the hospital. And it's not just yourself. 
um, Carissa and the kids and know how positive they were and the positivity that you were given off. You gave that off to everybody. And every time I came to see you, I walked away from the hospital feeling so much better in myself because I was around you and the energy and the vibes that you were giving. And you continue to do that. The progress you have made is no coincidence when you consider how you've attacked this. The help you got from Dean, the physio, and all the wonderful nurses and the fantastic NHS staff at Pinderfields, but the work that you put in, your willingness to to get your physio done and your therapy, and you know, when it's usually once a day, you're doing it a couple of times, and I also saw you inspire the other patients, the other people on the ward. You know, they saw the progress that you were making and the speed and how rapid you were making progress. They decided to attack it with the same vigor. So your inspiration wasn't just limited to, to us, the people that visited you and to yourself, but to everybody that was around you. I know you'll continue to be positive and I know you'll continue to progress and as tough as it's been, you've been a true inspiration to myself and I know to everybody else. Um, I'm great to see you home. I'm, I'm great things. Are, I'm glad things are going well. Um, and having the support of Carissa and the girls will be immense for you. And, you know, for you and for them to have their dad around and you know, to be in your own environment. So hopefully catch up soon. Enjoy the night. And uh, bless to you all. I love hope. You've been listening to the whole KR's Beyond the Post podcast. Join us next time as Mossy talks us through his recovery journey and shares a day in the life of the big man as he returns home for the first time in months.